posted. Who was it? Was it by a boyfriend or a girlfriend or both to a stranger by a friend? Someone younger, someone older? Were there multiple people involved? Were you ghosted by family or a boss? Maybe whoever ghosted you probably sucks. No one does it right. Let's talk about it with Kadi Asad, Ghost Detective, and my friend James Hilmer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Kadi Asad, Ghost Detective, with my good friend James Hilmer. Hello. Hello. My stomach is growling. <laughs> here. Is that coming up on the mic? No, no, no. Okay, sorry. Uh, that's okay. I'm here with a very special guest. You just heard her. It is my friend and collaborator, Caitlin Jeffers. Hooray. Yay. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Good. I'm hungry. My stomach just growled. Oh, do we need to get a snack? <laughs> do you need a snack? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, Kayla, you and I have known each other for years now, which is like weird to think about. You were like the first friend I made in LA. I yeah. Think. Like open mic friend. Yeah. We yeah. met at uh, at an open mic space and uh, you were sharing that you're native. And I was like, hey, one time I lived on a native reservation for a summer and we've been friends ever since. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> it was magical. It was magical. <laughs> and you do stand up and you're a writer mm-hmm. and you worked on Rutherford Falls. Yes, I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can catch Caitlin on Rutherford Falls when it comes. When is it coming out? Oh, yeah. June 16th. I believe they're dropping all eight episodes on Peacock. Hell yeah. Get Ooh. your day. Get Peacock, y'all. It's worth the investment. It really is. It yeah. Is good. You guys have Peacock? Yeah. Okay. So I've been I bought it for Young Rutherford Rock. Falls. Oh, yeah. thank you. Take that, Peacock. Yeah. Uh, I had just met Caitlin. I got it for the Tour de France. And then I had just met Caitlin and like she was like, Oh, I work on Rutherford Falls. And I was like, Cool. And that was a bonus to the, <laughs> <laughs> the Peacock app. Uh, did you watch Bust Down? No. Oh, I want to. It's got Ooh. Sam J, right? Yeah. Bust Down is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't recommend it enough. I okay. love that show. Mm-hmm. Is it it's funny, right? If Sam J. It's on very it. funny. Yeah. And it's on Peacock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ECW is on they have wrestling. I've been watching <laughs> Young Rock too. <laughs> is the Young Rock on Peacock? Yeah. It was so funny. I was like watching Mr. Mayor on Peacock mm-hmm. exclusively. And then I was scrolling on Hulu and I was like, what? I could have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> they just got to figure out, yeah, the, what mm-hmm. is exclusive in one place or the other. Yeah. I think they're kind of getting better with that mm-hmm. because Hulu is definitely leaning more into like the Disney world because I think Disney bought them. And so yeah. Disney, ABC. I feel yeah. like Hulu, this is Netflix. a tangent. I feel like Hulu's having a glow up because like mm-hmm. Netflix is going down. They're like, oh, bet you're glad you kept your Hulu account now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Hulu, I have Hulu because I had a Spotify subscription and they gave you Hulu with it. Right. Which is oh, a smart move. That is smart. Yeah. Yeah. I think we definitely, we have Disney Plus, I think, because someone in my family bought Hulu and they were like, this is a special package. My brother has Disney Plus. I pay for the Netflix, which I told them we might have to cut it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I have Hulu because so I cover the Hulu and then my brother has Disney Plus. We all we're a That's very what, me communist my, family. My family yeah. and I do that. And we have a, a very detailed spreadsheet about who mm-hmm. has what. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thing is streamer. like I don't want because my aunt would always offer. She just gets all of them and she would offer to share the password. I just don't want my aunt to know what I'm watching and I don't want to know what she's watching. Not like there's mm-hmm. anything salacious, but I just don't, <laughs> I don't like anybody surveilling me in any oh, way. Okay. Just like, I don't want, I don't want her to be like, oh, I saw you were watching that. Like, no. You could do what my mom does, which is make your own profile. Right. But I just, uh, you don't, you think your aunt is like, what's Jamesy doing? Yeah, and yeah. she's like going into her profile. Maybe. I don't know. Is she nosy in general? No. 
I just, I don't like anybody being able to surveil me. I think I, I don't have to explain it. Mm. I don't have to explain yeah. it. <laughs> I don't like when people like come into my space and like look or touch anything. Yeah. I'm like, don't open door. Like there's nothing secret happening. Yeah. But I'm like, don't look around. Because people are like, oh, you have a guilty conscience. What are you up to? It's like right. nothing, but I have anxiety. So yeah, I don't want you yes. to find something and think I'm up to something. Or, yeah. yeah, I have anxiety too. And mm. it's pretty rough. I have anxiety and I think I have some boundary issues maybe and so i feel like i don't want i'm like this is the no one can come past this Mm -hmm. and i said that and no further questions about it yeah Uh yeah Mm. unless they ask and i'm like okay fine then okay yes because i have boundary issues you can't (laughs) i guess fine everyone can come in (laughs) but caitlin you're on rutherford you work on rutherford falls and what else are you up to in stand up you've been uh a lot of stuff yeah i guess uh Damn, I feel like I haven't been doing a lot with stand-up, actually. Mm. <laughs> well, um, we ran a show. For, I was running a show. Yeah. We're looking for a new venue. Um, yeah, it's just on hiatus. The thing, it's hard to produce in L.A. because, uh, like, there's a lot of competition to get people to come to a show. And then venues are, I think, even, they're, like, easier to, like, be like, no, I don't like this. Like, the venue is just, like, kind of in charge after a while. We broke up with the venue. Yeah. So that wasn't. That didn't happen to us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, it was yeah the other way around. It just got to the point they were like quadruple booking the shows, uh, and yeah, uh, I went to set up the show one day, and they had a full on barbecue happening in the space. <gasps> and then the guy was like, "Well, why don't you just do it on the other side?" <sighs> and I was like, "That's not how this works. I'm sorry, we can't." Yeah, yeah. I felt like, bad because um, one of the comics texted and was like, "Hey, where is everybody?" Because they didn't see the message. They just drove oh. straight to. The, and I felt awful. Oh yeah. So I had met Caitlin, who was very gracious to do my podcast that I wanted to do before this one. And uh, we're talking about ins and outs of stand up. And I feel like now we I've talked about this with Cotty, too. We're back to the stage where stand up is back. There's a lot of shows and people lost that honeymoon period of where they're really like, I'm just glad to do anything outside right, right. now. Yeah. And then, now you're like back to the grind of like, OK, producing a show. It's got to do this, this. Yeah. And this. Yeah. I was talking to someone and um, they were like all the shows in LA are like empty or not all, but a yeah. lot of them are just like, cause I think, yeah, it used to be once there was like one show, people were like, Oh my God, I want to just be out in public. Yeah. And now everyone's like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I think also, um, I think I was going to say, I think the key to producing is taking breaks because it is like mm-hmm. a, in LA, it's like a real hustle. You got to get people there. You got to get, the right comedians and then you got to dodge the people that you don't really want to put on or mm-hmm. for whatever reason they're not a fit or they're not a good person and <laughs> it's just like a lot of different angles it's like uh a- mm-hmm. or just be already rich yeah and pay a promoter yeah and pay a promoter yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have to wallow in yeah. stand up <laughs> <laughs> misery yeah no we don't uh <laughs> caitlin who goes to do oh man I was like trying to like. Unfortunately, it's happened a couple times <laughs> recently. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Um. So I guess I could talk about the most recent one. I was trying to think of, like, overall. Like, I had this boyfriend. It was my second ever boyfriend, mm. and I just I cannot find him right now. And I've been wondering for years. But mm. and I ask our old friends. Uh, his name's Lewis. If you're listening, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was so funny when I was home, I was asking, I was hanging out with my friend 
Chai and I was like, whatever happened to Lewis? And he goes, oh, he died in the war. And I was ah. like, oh, no, no, he didn't. And he's like, oh, that's what I tell people. And I was like, he didn't die in the war. Because okay, so I, yeah, grew, up in, I grew up in New York. To give us, yeah, yeah. set the setting. How'd y'all meet? This is meet? not the story I wanted to tell. But okay, okay. <laughs> the thing about the war part is that <laughs> I grew up in New York, and so 9/11 happened, mm. and a lot of my friends immediately joined the armed services, oh. like, right, because it was a pretty like directly traumatic yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, so Lewis was one of those people who. Well, he had moved back to Boston at that point, but he like joined uh, the National Guard. He joined the National Guard, I think, before 9-11 happened, like right before. And then they sent him to Afghanistan mm. like because they just sent everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had talked to him since he came back. And it's been since I was sober, so it's in the past like 14 years. But yeah, I don't. He had a baby. We were Facebook friends and he had a baby who was really cute. Yeah. And I was like, if I don't have any kids by the time I'm 30, will you give me a kid? Because that one's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, sure. And then I never, he like deleted his Facebook at one point and I never saw or heard from him again. And that was at least 10 years ago. Wow. I think about 10 years ago. Mm. So how did you guys meet? Is this the story you want to tell? I mean, I'll tell it for over here. Uh, (laughs) This is a long time ago. Um, That's okay. We met. God, when we dated, I was like 13 or 14. I get, the details are very fuzzy. Yeah. Um, but we were like in the punk scene together. So we were all just like out. That was the thing like, and this is what we were talking about like dating and stuff. Now it's all on apps. But like it used to be for us, like you would just, nobody had a cell phone. You would just go down to like St. Mark's place and yeah. just meet everybody like everyone was there yeah you would always have plans to just meet at Ray's pizza at vaguely whatever and people were just around and then you just wandered around yeah that was like and went to shows so there would be like the Sunday matinee at ABC no Rio or no the Sunday matinee I think was at CBGB's and the Saturday matinee was at ABC no Rio and then yeah and there was just always like you were there's always like, like something to do and like a place to be. It's a good, right. fun music scene, music scene staples like mm-hmm. the the venues, maybe a park to hang out in, the place to eat before or after. Yeah, yeah. There the, was always all like feeding that. into each other, and then a social group grows out of that. Right, and also like the social. So <laughs> Lewis was, I guess he he was like a punk originally, and then at one point he was like. Uh, sort of like loosely a skinhead, but in the context of the punk scene, like skinhead is not n- explicitly racist. There's yeah. like different types of skinheads. I think it's just mainstream culture will say skinheads are all racist, but that's not the case. And so mm. he was not a racist. <laughs> he was like briefly a skinhead. So anyway, when I met him, people make mistakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I met him, he had start. His name was like Lewis the Mod is what everybody called him. So he was mm. like, fuck this. I'm going to be a mod. And then his thing was like, I'm a mod. But what does that mean? Yeah, different so subculture. It's yeah. a huge, it's like, a, it was like a dead subculture too yeah. at that point. And In the then, punk scene? Yeah. Okay. It's like, um. so there's this band, The Who, yeah. you've heard of. And um, they, there was a movie called Quadrophenia that they did. And that's about like mods and rockers. So like. In, like, the history of, like, punk. Yeah. Like, mods and rockers was, like, the original form of what we know as, like, punk subculture. That was, like, 
So there was like a fight between the mods and the rockers. Basically. And rocker is like more mainstream. Rockers were like, I guess you might say like greaser, like sort of like greasers a oh little yeah, bit. Greasers has come up again. <laughs> <laughs> shout Madison, out, shout yeah, out to Madison, Madison Shepard's Shepherd. episode all about rockabilly and greasers. And, oh, yeah, really? Yeah. So we, yeah. you know, somehow this has become like a punk history podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, and like rockabilly also, I think, is kind of like a descendant. I mean, it's like wow. a sub genre. But mods... If I what I remember vaguely is they would Listeners, wear James suits. James is also an old punk head. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no. They would wear like suits, yeah, right? And ride wear, scooters. Like, um, oh, what the the suit that's um? Are they wearing suits at concerts and moshing yeah. and, full yeah. and three piece suits? Yeah. Well, Are so you, I'm not. I was said that as a bit, but that's what they're doing. Well, also mods yeah. like they wear. Um, I'm going to like pull up photos. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin is pulling up photos. Listeners. Yeah. I wish I had photos of Lewis. They're all in a box in my closet. <laughs> I should just bring a box. That's so funny. If you came with like a three point presentation. Here are all the men out. I ever dated. So hard. Yeah. The, these are your takeaways. For um, he was a mod. He was he, a mod. And, but he was also way. like, uh, alcoholic and sexy. <laughs> well, okay, so the thing about the mods, if you watch like Quadrophenia is they all like took a lot of pills and were like drunk. And yeah. it was still like a working class subculture. And that's like how it then evolved into like the skinhead subculture where they were like If you ever and like if you ever watch um Noisy has a documentary about two-tone ska and that is like mods also evolved into like like the people who make ska music, like two, the oh. second wave of ska, like Madness, the specials, where they wore suits and everything, that is the same. Oh. That's like a, a variation. It's a really mod. fucking good aesthetic, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're dressed up, but it's still working class. Yeah. And Quadrophenia kind of like dives into the whole. Anyway, so he had like uh, that like parka, like the army parka and stuff. And yeah. he gave me a Slayer shirt. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we were like, Seeing each other. Oh, God, I'm remembering more about this. So how did you guys met? We met, like, through friends. Through friends. I forgot exactly where. Yeah. Um, My friend Pedro was also in, like, this group. And so Lewis was, like, a mod. Yeah. And then there was this dude, Natty, who he was like, oh, I like that. And then he became a mod because he liked dressing up. Yeah. And now Natty, uh, he's, like, a dandy. He writes, like, books on being dandy. And he oh. lives in New Orleans. And I think he does some kind of, like, fashion styling and stuff. Wow. So he, that guy went really hard into, like, the fashion. high fashion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I remember Pedro one day, he bought one of the mod suits. <laughs> We're at St. Mark's. Pedro bought this suit, right? It's, like, expensive. It's a suit, yeah. right? And then he rolls it in a ball and shoves it in his bunk bag. <laughs> Uh, and Natty was screaming. <laughs> he put he shoved it in his book bag, and then we went to like a punk show. <laughs> That's so funny. He's like, I'm not gonna wear it, but I wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he rolled it in a ball. It was so funny. He's like, it's gonna be all wrinkled. <laughs> he was upset. Was um, the attraction immediate, or yeah. were you more friends? I'll say this in hindsight, and I've been working on a bit about how like I have bad taste in men, and this is gonna sound like horrible i think Kari's not gonna judge me here but uh, <laughs> he looked just like my dad <laughs> like my dad was when i was a kid like tall i mean like tall for me like yeah skinny super like 
tan, like dark, uh, like it's also kind of like longish, like black hair. Yeah. Uh, busted front teeth. Like Lewis had hope, like, I think his front tooth was either like half missing or fully missing. Yeah. Um, and my dad's was like cracked when I was younger. So yeah, he looked like my dad. Yeah. It, it's upsetting to admit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you guys met through friends yes. and you guys were in this friend group that was like very silly and mm-hmm. like very into fashion, which is like fun. Vaguely and into fashion. Vaguely More into, fashion. into being drunk. Drunk <laughs> at a punk show. And taking stackers. Whatever. Do you know what those suckers? Uh, they were these diet pills that they used to sell. Oh, boy. And it's kind of like, you know how Four loco people used to die from it, and then they changed the formula? Stackers used to be, like, mostly, like, amphetamine. It's just, like, to rate up your heart rate so you burn stuff. Right. Yeah. But it's basically, oh. like, you're taking, like, Coke or something. Right. Or, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, like, an amphetamine. Yeah. Uh, so I was, like, taking stackers. Like, <laughs> you're just, like, amped. Yeah, like, in eighth grade <laughs> I just like yeah so listeners Caitlin's cool <laughs> from New York City yeah. gestured to me like you know stackers you know what I mean I'm just like <laughs> such a like, nerd like also straight edge yeah. but I was straight edge so yeah oh you were straight edge <laughs> then, I am yeah. straight edge yeah okay mm. I am I guess technically now I still gamble well, and have sex but <laughs> <laughs> you've been retired from yeah I've been retired I've been out of the game for a while <laughs> But yeah, so stackers used to take those. And um, yeah, so anyway, Lewis uh, was older than me. And so he. Do you mind, for detective reasons, how much older was Lewis? For legal reasons, I can't say. (laughs) That is a good answer. We've we've covered ground like that before as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, like. Uh, whatever I'm not gonna get into that but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't super old okay. but he was like there was yeah. a difference yeah right there was an, a difference and honestly I everything kind of has melded into one from like before I got sober so well okay. before I moved to Ireland and before I got sober, like my yeah. teen years is a blur but um he was older and um but he was still young and so yeah. he moved to New York I don't even think he had finished high school when he moved here or there. Um, yeah. I don't know where I am right now. And, uh, <laughs> and anyway, he was living. I didn't know this. He lived in his residence was in Keensburg, New Jersey, which if anyone's familiar is like one of the most horrible parts of New Jersey uh-huh. <laughs> ever seen. Which is like you're starting in New Jersey too. Right. Yeah. You're start, your baseline's New Jersey and yeah. then Keensburg is very bad. Yeah. And, um, and he was staying with this, like, alcoholic, much older woman. Like, this lady must have been my mom's age. Okay. And there was, like, rumors that he was, like, sleeping with her for rent. That was... Mm. Should I have said his full name after? <laughs> I'm taking out the surname. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Um, so he's not doing great. No. He yeah. was awesome. I mean, we were all messes. Yeah. To varying degrees. And yeah. so I went to visit him in Keensburg, New Jersey, and I took the bus and the bus, like you go along. It's honestly like the setup of like a Rob Zombie movie because the (laughs) bus gets off like the highway and you're passing this like abandoned um, boardwalk of like rides and games. And it's just a fucking like ghost town. And then it turns (laughs) and no joke. We go down this street of just like rows of houses that are kind of like in disrepair. And there is, a group of 
white dude, like white skinheads with all swastika tattoos on their mm-hmm. chest, oh fixing cars. Gosh. And I was like, are we going to die? <laughs> and then I get off the bus and he meets me and there's a rockabilly person <laughs> walking around. It was like this town of just like forgotten. This like, is Kingsburg. Kingsburg, New yeah, Jersey. Kingsburg. It's made and up entirely of very niche subcultures, including yes, Nazi skinheads. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone just got out of prison and landed there. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so we go to the apartment and the lady's there and she's like crazy. It was just so uncomfortable. And then were you guys, did he invite you to like hang out? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was the thing. In hindsight, he was probably trying to get thrown out, which did happen like yeah. the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she threw him out. So at, you went, wait, she was so, jealous. So you, right. you, he, yeah. he invited <laughs> you over and when you went over, were you like, this is a date? Or were you- we were already like seeing each other. Okay, you were already That's dating. the problem of how, for some reason, that whole process has to happen without talking about it. Do you know what, what? I mean? Like, like, it's like dating. We don't establish dating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it's if like, we I went think- around handing out little cards? Like, yeah. I am interested. I you know? am interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no like clarity with so even, and this was, you know, yeah. Like, before 9-11. So <laughs> this was like a while ago. Everything was wild. Everything yeah. was let's, different. Let's blur my age. For yeah. I don't want any mathematicians figuring it's out. Plus or minus six years on the yeah. Iraq war. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, <laughs> Iraq happened. Which one? Yeah. The later one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he got thrown out. And then um, I know he stayed with me at one point briefly. Before moving back to Boston and he went home to Boston and the, oh, this is the other thing. Uh, so he was thrown out and kind of bouncing around and then. Wait, so you went over there, you met the woman he was yeah. um, being leased from. <laughs> what did she say? Did she say anything to you? Or? No, she was just like she- very weird. And then she like went to her room and just like stayed there and got drunk all night in her room. Mm-hmm. Oh. Could you hear her like drinking and throwing things or like? She wasn't like throwing anything. I think she was just like furious. I don't know what their dynamic was. Okay. Uh, He had, before I started seeing him, he was dating my friend Jess. So like, I don't, I I think it truly was a situation where he was like sleeping with this lady for rent. Okay. And then. Did you, so in that scene. People are, like you said, a mess, but also what's drawing them there is some vague kind of political position of being anti-establishment a little bit. Everyone's varying and dabbling in different Mm -hmm. varieties of, they might say, like leftist politics, anarchism, whatever. Right. So do you feel like the relationship and sexual politics followed suit where people were very fluid with what counted as like we're together or not? Or did it still kind of fall into pretty traditional lines of like you're with one person or I think it depends on the people. Yeah. But now that you're saying that I'm like, this might be completely why I'm fucked up <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, like my first boyfriend before Lewis was this guy, Danny. And I like lost my virginity to him or we mm. lost it to each other, which I didn't find out till years later. But, um, I thought like I was basically just in this rush to grow up. So I was like, I have to lose my virginity immediately. So he wanted to have sex and I had sex with him. Yeah. And then he was like, well, you're my girlfriend now. And I was like, oh, okay. And then these other chicks come up to me like a week later in Tompkins and they're like, you're dating Danny. So is she. And I was like, okay, you can like have them. (laughs) I didn't want to fight with you, you know? And, but yeah, it was 
like in that moment, I got the message of like, oh, none of this matters. Like people just cheat and like nobody cares um, and nothing serious. Yeah. So like with the Lewis thing, when I was dating him after and he's like sleeping with this lady for rent, I was like, oh, OK. Like, it's just like part of the scene, like what people do. Right. Yeah. And it, like that was already I already had this other experience where my last boyfriend was just dishonest. And yeah. so I was like and then between that, there would be like people like. It's funny you said the thing about politics because <laughs> at some point I was between Lewis and Dan, like around Lewis, I was sleeping with this guy, Chris, who was like a crust punk. Mm. And um, more, I'm just going to get like a list of Wikipedia pages if anybody doesn't know about these subcultures. Yeah. <laughs> so crust punk's like political punk. Like I'm wearing this crass button that's like one of the like OG like political punk bands. Yeah. And so mm. they're very focused on like left wing anarchy and like all the music is heavily political. Yeah. Um, so that guy was a crust punk and, um, <laughs> and I got scabies from him and then gave them to Lewis. And oh. then I found out I had scabies oh. and I, <laughs> I had to give Lewis medication. Oh my God. Cause I, I was like, I have scabies and you might have it too. And he immediately went, did you sleep with dirty fucking Chris? <laughs> because that was Chris's nickname was dirty Chris. <laughs> there was like dirty Chris, Lewis, the mod. We also had a friend named annoying Ryan. <laughs> That's so funny. I like that. Like dirty Chris is like, all right. And then Lewis, the mod, it's like, okay. It's like, but Ryan's just fucking annoying. And like, yeah. we don't like him. People and that was the thing about New York and like with communication and stuff. Yeah. I'm always like this passive aggression shit. People called him annoying Ryan to his face. Or to his face. Mm. They would be like, this is annoying like, Ryan. Yeah. And he was like, I'm annoying Ryan. Like he, he like owned it. And he was so annoying. <laughs> so He's like, I got to live up to the title. I can't and actually he became friends down. with Greasy Chris. And Yeah. And they were greasy and dirty him. Chris or is dirty and greasy. Maybe. Oh no, it was greasy. Chris. That fuck. Yeah. His yeah. nickname was greasy. Not dirty. Yeah. Mm. It was greasy. Chris. That's, no, that so I'm funny. It. <laughs> That's so funny. I forgot about that. But yeah, it was greasy. <laughs> oh wait. So we're still only, you, you still know him. You have contact with him. How do we get to the ghosting? So like, yeah. okay. So you met Lewis and you guys were like loosely seeing each other, but like Chris, we were like dating. I would yeah. call him. My boyfriend. And mm -hmm. he, like, you guys were like to get people like, they're a couple. But like, loose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was pretty like, I cheated on everybody. I don't yeah. know if, if we were open. He might have been cheating too. I yeah. have no idea. Mm. <laughs> nobody was, had a cell phone or Facebook. So you yeah. could just disappear for days and nobody it was knew. It a wild time. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, it, it was kind of like a given in the, in the culture of the scene that mm -hmm. that can happen. And like, if it does happen, I guess confront someone and they'll be like, okay, you can have <laughs> Yeah. Or like get into yeah. a fight. Yeah. Mm. But I just, I used to fight. Like, I mean, I used to like beat people up a lot, but I didn't, I don't know. Not over dudes. Yeah. <laughs> not over dudes. I would just so be like funny. drunk and like punching a buddy. Yeah. Mm. It was insane. Just like punking out. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah. It shows especially. But yeah. So at one point, yeah, Chris, or, uh, Lewis is... He gets thrown out. Yeah. And then he's kind of bouncing around. I remember there was one night where we were like out drunk and it was a Saturday and we slept in Tompkins Square Park after we were walking around and it was after midnight. So they locked up uh, all the beer and like the bodegas and stuff. Yeah. And so we were walking down to Tompkins and uh, 
this homeless dude asked him for change and he gave him all his change. And then this a block later, this other guy was like, hey, can I get some change? And he's like, I gave it to that other guy. And then they were like, what the fuck, man? And then he starts fighting with this oh dude. My oh he's gosh. like, it's not my fault. You picked the wrong block to stand on. He's like <laughs> screaming at this guy. It was so funny. And then, um, and then he's like stealing food, whatever. And we stole some like plums from this place. And, uh, and we went to Tompkins and slept for a little while. And, uh, were you guys sleeping out there? Cause you didn't want to take him home with you. Like you didn't want your mom to see him or. Oh no, my mom knew. I just like, I would miss the bus. Oh, okay. And then mm-hmm. I would just not go home for like days on end. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, and then like if I had any money, I would just like use it to like buy beer to sleep on the train or like sleep in the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do that a lot. And um, yeah, so we slept in Tompkins. And then yeah, I did bring him to my plate, my mom's house for a bit, a couple times. And then he moved back to Boston. So yeah. he went back home to Boston and was staying there. And then 9 11 happened. And I hadn't seen him in a while. And then he, I, we went home. Or, well, no, we all got locked down in school. And then when I got home, he called me because this again, no cell phone. So it was yeah. my house phone. And he was like, Are you okay? And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I saw like, you know, 9 11. 9 11 just happened. <laughs> 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 uh, well, we didn't have a name for it yet. <laughs> it was just, ah. <laughs> it was just, like, I saw that there's like a bomb or yeah, something. Nobody really knew. bad's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, Are you okay? And I was like, Yeah. And then, but after he moved to Boston, he was like sending me letters and stuff and he would like write like all this nice like poetry Aww. and stuff and he send me photos. Um, but then, yeah, after 9-11, he joined the National Guard and then he went off. Um, yeah. And so then I hadn't like seen or heard from him in a while. And like I said, it was hard to keep track of people. And then once Facebook came around, he added me on Facebook and I was like, oh my God, how are you doing? And he had like baby and stuff. And yeah. I don't know if he married somebody from the service. I know he had a baby with someone from the service, but I don't think they were in a relationship anymore. And I think they were living in Arizona and that was the last I heard of him. And I would ask people about him and they were like, oh, I don't know. Like Mm. he's not on, like my friend Pedro, I see him all the time when I go up to San Francisco. Pedro, so that same friend Pedro who rolled the suit up in a ball, he married a woman. He moved to San Francisco and married a woman from there and they have a kid and stuff. So when I go up, I see him and um, yeah, he was like, I don't know. Like nobody knows. So sometimes people move, they go into the military and kind of leave a scene like that. And for some people it's a, well, nine eleven caused it, but sometimes it's a conscious like growing up and then that can mm-hmm. kind of lead to some kind of career basically. And they get a little more stable. sounds mm-hmm. like you have a kid in a relationship or not, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's just like a last ditch thing and yeah, they just, like- they burn out that way basically. Or well, do, think- which do you think it was for him? Uh, for him, I think he, well, so Lewis, Pedro, and Danny, the guy I lost my virgin to, all joined the army mm. oh. around because they had all kind of turned eighteen around that point and yeah. had no like career path. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, Danny joined the Marines and oh. he went to Iraq and him him I'm still in touch with. He mm. lives in Alaska now. Um, and then Pedro joined the army i believe uh, he'll be upset if i <laughs> get that wrong but, he's like come um, on the three different ones yeah i mean they're all different yeah. and i've been yelled at by the marines for it. <laughs> so um but yeah so pedro went to iraq i believe as well and then yeah lewis went to afghanistan so they all like 
went and I think that it was because of the timing, like a lot, a few of them had like just signed up because they were like, this is like, I don't have any direction mm-hmm. yeah, and I can get some direction. And then nine 11 happened. So it was like a, it was like a thing to do to like get money. It's like, kind yeah, of like, like a, a for sure. Like right. what, who, like we can fuck around really hard now because we're just going to go join the army or the Marines or something. Well, I don't think people were living like that. And then, that was the backup plan. Like, yeah. I think that they were like, okay, now I really got to do something with yeah. my life. And some people chose that route. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, like I can't really, I don't know exactly what was going through their heads. It was like a, all around 9-11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I, I never saw him again. Never saw him again. <laughs> but we know he's safe and good, basic. Well, for the most part, yeah. Well, we don't know because that was, I really can't remember how long ago it was that I talked to him. Um, but back to the original people, someone told you, oh yeah, he died in the war. That was a joke. He is very much to came back from his military experience. Right. He came yeah. back okay. from the he military. He did not technically die in the war. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because I know he came back from overseas because yeah, when I talked to him, he was in like Arizona or something yeah. and mm-hmm. he had a baby and yeah. So he was definitely back here in the States, but that's all I know. Yeah. Mm. This is, we were literally just saying we haven't had someone come on who was ghosted in a relationship. Like, mm. right. We were just saying that. So this is kind of like oh, our yeah, first but like, one. Did you, when he left for the military, were you still together? No. I mean, he had been living in Boston for a while. He mm. moved to Boston and it was like a, a slow fade out ghost. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I, he didn't really ghost me because we were. This is the, the problem. Whole podcast. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. It's okay. I guess it's a, it's a ghost in the sense where I don't know where he is now. Okay. Right. Now. Yeah. 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 Like the, so. That's how I would say. Like I don't. I think that it's one of the rare occurrences where it wasn't a deliberate like ghost. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. just like I truly have no way of finding him. We'll allow right. it. It's more yeah. like an unsolved <laughs> mystery ghost. It is. It is. Sustained. Yeah. We're the Sustained. Yeah. Sustained. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't talk about my recent ghosting thing that I was telling yeah, you no, about. This is, I like this story. This yeah. Is I like, story. yes, I like, We. I think we can put a little pause on mod. What was his name? Dan. Lewis. Lewis, the mod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, the mod. James. Did you know that we have a Patreon? Yes, we just built it. Our Patreon has two tiers. The first one is Paranormal Researcher at $7 a month. You'll get a bonus episode, what, with exclusive content and updates from me and James about what's going on in our life and our own ghosting stories. You also get to ask us anything and share with us why you think a guest got ghosted. Then we have our $20 a month tier, Ghost Detective, which is still all that great bonus episode but you also get a shirt. What? And you can write in your own ghosting story and James and I will solve it. Fantastic deal. And Cotty, where can we find that Patreon? You can find it at patreon.com slash And we'll have that link in the episode description. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And we'll get back to our investigation. I want to hear the recent you want to hear the reason? Yeah. I just want to finish up this. I think it's mm-hmm. interesting though because I think it feels like you guys did love each other, like yeah. in a like a really intense, chaotic world. You guys were like kind of staples to each other mm. and showed up to for each other in a way that you could. Like you, like you hung out with him in the park and slept with him in the park, and then yeah. let him stay with you, and then he wrote you letters in Boston. Yeah, and it sounds like it was like 
it was like chaotic and like all this stuff was going on, but it was like very sweet at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> it reminds me of when like you'll see uh, some older photographer who will do this big photo dump online and they post mm-hmm. all their pictures from like London in the 80s or something yeah. or of like the punk scene. And then, you know, all these people like hugging with like spike jackets and like mohawks yeah. and stuff. It gives me that kind of vibe like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that because you guys were well. We don't know how old he is, but you were young, and um, he sounds young too. Like, yeah, I'd say now he's probably like late third, maybe forty. Like, yeah. maybe exactly forty. Mm-hmm. That makes but, sense. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. It's were you when he moved to Boston? Were you sad? Um, I don't think so. Honestly, I was like, <laughs> I the guy Chris that I had gone off with yeah BC Chris I was spending time with him oh, okay and then the, here's a sad you want to hear a real uh he and I were like hooking up and um we had been introduced to each other by this guy Joe who was Filipino which is relevant to the story um, <laughs> he's Filipino uh and a marine later yeah. he's the one that yelled at me <laughs> it's not the fucking army <laughs> and so Joe introduced me to Chris. He picked me up at CBGB's and threw me at Chris and said, meet my sister, Caitlin, right? And threw me at Chris. And so then me and Chris started seeing each other and hanging out and stuff. And then one day after like three months of that, Chris was like, oh, like, do you have like a type? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I mean, clearly not. If you saw like Dan, if I should have brought pictures of the three of them, because <laughs> they couldn't be any yeah. more different. And, uh, I was like, what about you? And he goes, well, clearly I have an Asian thing and like motions at me. And I was like, oh, I'm not Asian. <sighs> and he was like, what? I thought you were related to Chris or to uh, Joe. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's like a term of endearment. Yeah. And he was like, oh, and then no joke. Stop talking to me. And then like a week or two later, he's dating this chick who's half Korean. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. He ghosted you. What we have, that's a twofer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that guy then now, like, well, this is the other thing is like years, you know, like now, yeah. well, not really now, now, because yeah. I can't get on my Facebook. We're like Facebook friends. He yeah. messaged me when the insurrection was happening. He was trying to talk to me about like comedy. He was like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to come to LA. I want to go to the comedy store. And I was like, dude, are you watching? I go, there's like an insurrection. And he's like, what? And I was like, put on C-SPAN. And he was like, Oh, I don't watch the news. And I'm like, well, you better fucking do it. now." <laughs> <laughs> so I had to tell that guy that the insurrection was happening, but that guy is not a ghost. That guy is not a ghost. <laughs> he's very much in my world. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, to put a pin in Lewis, it does. Yeah, yeah, like he he was he ghosted you, but it sounds like life. It was like a life uh, thing, yeah. and it's interesting because I feel like that is why people ghost each other, but like you don't really know or hear. So it, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting that you guys were kind of really in each other's world in a really chaotic, intense time, and it was a ghost, but it was like very much a mutual understanding. Mm-hmm. I think too that's what we've been talking about is that ghosting is very much a result of our ability to contact each other at any time with texting and everything and this is happening just as that starts to get developed yeah Yeah. so i was just thinking if you had someone moved away and you kind of kept contact you would get on a landline phone yeah set a time to call them that you knew they were going to be at that landline phone where they're at and Mm -hmm. it was very that's not i don't know if that 
ghosting was a thing yet. Yeah. It's just, we lost touch. Yeah. I mean, it's different. Think, well, maybe. like in the situation with Chris, mm. he started seeing somebody. So he just like stopped calling me. Yeah. So it was like, oh yeah. And like, I would see him around. He also started like doing heroin again. Back then. So <laughs> he was busy. Yeah. Right. So I ran into him. Yeah. yeah. This was like on the cusp. Of, like, yeah, there was, there wasn't really cell phones. You weren't like texting. You, yeah. There was no like Facebook or MySpace. So you, yeah, there was no way to just catch up with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you have to go like seek them out, like to reconnect with a yeah. lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, are you seeing a lot of people from that time that are just really normie now, like completely settled or? Yeah, some. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the before and after pictures. Sometimes it's funny. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I. Well, it's so funny. The people, a lot of the people I stayed in touch with, they still kind of look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Some look like even crazier, but um, yeah, for the most part, I'd say everyone kind of like chilled like, out, grew, and grew mm-hmm, up, yeah. and stuff. Um, but the current ghosting, yeah, mm-hmm. tell us that. That one, to me, is egregious. So yeah. it was. I'll try to keep it as short as possible. It was. I got back on Tinder. <laughs> and um, I was what? like, James is ready for the story. <laughs> <laughs> James is like, take as much time as you need. Yeah. <laughs> James is um, he's like our note taker. And yeah, then, I will have to yeah. break in with my uh, haiku. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, so well, uh, sorry, I, I'll figure out how we edit this, but I'll break in with the haiku right now to take okay. a minute. We're gonna take a second here it's now a, to review the notes and close the case of Louis the mod. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. <clears throat> New York City, Quadrafina, Mod to Dandy, Greasy, Dirty, Annoying, 9-11. That was a great haiku. That is a great way to describe (laughs) 9-11. Greasy, Dirty, and Annoying. (laughs) Um, Sorry, the current ghosting. The current ghosting. ghosting. Yes, current ghosting. I got back on Tinder. Um, my therapist told me how to bypass being blocked or banned on Tinder. Oh my God. I don't know if that's good advice. <laughs> I know my ther. I'm also working on a bit because I'm like my therapist. Every time I hang out with her, it feels like I'm hanging out with her and I'm like, nobody gets it. You're like, she keeps like drinking during our sessions. I'm not sure, but well, no, she's like also into cucking. I know <laughs> she's always late. She's into cucking. Like she's really cool, but I don't know. Anymore. You're like, it happens at her house. I'm not sure. We might just be friends. <laughs> I don't even know if she likes me. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I got back on Tinder and matched with this guy who like also likes punk music. And um we're talking and kind of like flirty. And so we were gonna hang out. He was leaving town and we were gonna hang out on a Tuesday, and then like Sunday rolls around before the Tuesday. And um I was like, oh, do you want to, like, just come over tonight because, you know, like, you're leaving town, whatever, because he was, like, busy and all this shit. So I was like, all right, well, do you want to just come over and hang out? So he came over, and we were talking and stuff and, like, hanging out, and it was pretty fun. Yeah. And this is the part that – so he was like, oh, we should do this, and I – like, he's a photographer. He's like, I should take your portrait, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I'm like, sure, whatever, man. And then we hook up, and the next thing I know, he's – or, well – a while later, he's like, oh, I'm checking the time. And I was like, what time is it? And he's like, it's 1 a.m. 
And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, I have work at five. And I was oh. like, oh, well, you better go then. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kicked him out. And um, here's the other, and I'll say this because it led to a conversation with my therapist, but I, I was walking him out and I go, so I'm never going to see you again, right? And he, and my therapist goes, why do you say that to people? Uh-huh. I go, I always say it to people. And, um, so I, he was like, what? No, I don't want that. Like, that's what you said. Uh-huh. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, see you later, whatever. And, um, and then, yeah, we were like supposed to, whatever. And then I, I keep getting texts from him. Oh, fell asleep. Oh, so sorry. Oh, sorry. It took forever. Right. You know, all this shit. And I was like, whatever, man. Like, yeah. Mm. And then, um, we, like I had jokingly said like, oh, we have plans on Tuesday. And yeah. then I, my poker group, they were like, oh, can we play tonight on Tuesday? And I was like, sure. And like, I went to poker because I'm like, I don't know if this guy's going to, you know, and then yeah. while I'm at poker, he's like, oh, I fell asleep. So, so, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I was like, whatever, dude. And then I said something like, so like, what are the chances we get like hang out again? Never heard from him again. Mm. Wow. And mm. I'm like, to me, it's fine. but. I've been thinking like, so when I was a kid, the scariest stories on unsolved mysteries to me were always the con artist ones. Oh, And I think it's the same thing where it's like, it doesn't bother me. Like, it's not like I love the guy and that we had a great connection or whatever, but it makes me so uncomfortable when people are like, putting on this act of like, you're great. We should do this. Like all that stuff feels so psychotic to me in a way that is like, you'd rather they were just, the dog dog did not like it. He triggered. (laughs) He's like, I'm a rescue. I've been there. You would rather they just be honest and straightforward. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's some people and like, you know, you guys know some of my history. Like there's some people where, yeah, like you're just going to hook up and it's fine. You know, like I have friends or I guess I'd say like acquaintances, but like there was somebody that I met up with specifically to have sex with. And like, it was very like, this is just sex. And then like the second or third time we hung out, we ended up like discovering that we both had this very similar interest and talked for like hours about it. And then it became a thing where like we would meet up and maybe like make out and then be like, and I'd be like, all right, I want to talk to you about this. <laughs> like, yeah. And then it was just a friendship. And that's like where it's at now. Like I could probably call him up and just be like, hey, I want to talk this about. This is someone right now. In right. Your life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I haven't even seen that dude in like a year. But, yeah. you know, like he's like helped me out with like yeah. work stuff. You know, like. Yeah. So it's. It doesn't like to me, you don't have to be like, oh, I, I want I'm in love. Like, all right. this, like you don't have to say that. Like, just yeah. be up for, like if. And so my therapist is also like, cause I told her, I don't really like my relationships where I go in and it's like, you're going to be my boyfriend or they're like, you're going to be my girlfriend. Yeah. It's never like based on me. It's always like you tick these boxes of like, I want a girlfriend that likes right. punk music or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, well, you don't have to say like, I want a boyfriend or I want a relationship. You could just be like, I don't know exactly where this relationship would go, but I don't, I want to meet people who are honest and upfront and can communicate. And if this is like a one night stand, fine. If this is just drinks and we don't hit it off, fine. 
but that's what I want. And so I did start saying that to people and good for you. It, it really got them to stop talking to me oh. very quickly. Well, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm frustrated. I feel like everybody actually wants clear communication, but we've been taught the culture of dating has to be sort of a game or something. Yeah. Well, I feel this is my thought on that. I think mm-hmm. sometimes we are operating in a pattern that attracts certain people to us. Mm-hmm. And then when we stop that pattern, we go through a period where we're a little alone because mm-hmm. you're in flux, you're changing your pattern, you're kind of resetting the people who should be looking for you. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. it can be uncomfortable, but I I think it's good you're starting to do that because and it might be awkward now and there's mm-hmm. it'll be a transition period, but you'll start to find people who I think are more in the line of what you're looking for because like I I mean my ding I it was like a flash in the pan when I was dating people (laughs) but like I do remember it felt like the only people who were coming for me were like people who just it felt like they were just like wanting to use me like for sex and like (laughs) um and it didn't feel good like it felt like I was trying to find someone to like I felt the same way it's like I don't want a boyfriend but it was like I do want to feel like a person at the end of our time together Mm -hmm. like I don't want to feel like yeah like you're trying to get out of here like this act is over now that you got what you want Mm -hmm. And I just remember telling myself, like, I want to have a conversation with someone and they're going to want to keep talking to me. And that's mm-hmm. like the new indicator of like who I'll be spending my time with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it 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 happened very fast for me. But I, I think it's like a, a good thing that you're doing that. Well, one yeah. thing that came up because I've been talking to people about ghosting. Yeah. And um, I was talking to someone yesterday and they said to me, so many men from who are on these apps, like so many women are on them saying they want a boyfriend or like they need, yeah, like that's what they're, they're being serious. So, so many men believe that they need to pretend that they like you yeah, to mm-hmm. have sex with yeah. you. Yeah, And I was like, even if I'm saying to them, like, look, man, like just be on it. And he's like, yeah. Cause like, that's how it is. And yeah. I'm like, but I don't know. I think, I also had so much like dating and sex experience so early yeah. that now, even though I'm not very old, I'm just like so tired. And yeah, you, yeah. you started early mm-hmm. and you start like the way you started was like, it's okay if we're all sleeping around. Like, right. so it's, it makes sense that now in your life, you're like, wait, I don't know if I like this. Like, yeah. Yeah. And also I'm like, it's, a waste of time like to me it's like yes the con artist aspect of it is jarring but also it is so much energy to be texting somebody all day or to be like making plans and then have to cancel like knowing that you're not going to show up and like finish work and then get ready to go do the social thing and blah yeah that sounds exhausting like that is more like and also the thing it always or not always but a lot of times the person that's doing the ghosting, they're doing it because they don't want to like hurt someone's feelings or get yelled at or whatever, or they don't want to feel like they're a bad person. But it's like, if you're going to have sex with somebody and then never speak to them again and you lie to them in the moment, like you are a bad person. Mm -hmm. And if you just say to me, like, I don't want to see you again or like this didn't work out or I'm not, I'm just trying to have one night stands. There was somebody who I slept with and then I was like, do you want to do it again? They were like, yeah, yeah. And then they like, Finally, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And they were like, I only like having one night stands with people. 
And I was like, thank you. And then I yeah. never spoke to him again. Yeah. Never bothered him. He never bothered me. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not here today saying that guy fucking sucks. But because yeah. it's like he was honest. Yeah. And he wasn't honest at first. And then I was like, look, man, it's more mean for you to just keep pretending that you want. And yeah. he was like, all right, fine. And it's like if you just would be honest and it's not even about like you're basically like projecting everything, you know, onto other people. So it's like my perspective is totally different than you guys's perspective. And that doesn't make it like wrong. It's just different. And so I can't be like, well, this is exactly what James would do. And this is how he's going to react if I say this. So I'm just going to like, you know, because it's like I don't know that until I say it. Yeah. That was the other thing. So my friend he was trying to go somebody and they were blowing up his phone and like losing their mind at him. And, um, I was like, just block them (laughs) or just tell them like, look, well they did tell. So he told this chick it's not working out and she like blew up his phone and got really mad. But I'm like, I would prefer that because like, yeah, even if she's blowing up his phone and getting mad, there's got to be a point where she just like runs out of energy. She's going to tire out. Right. (laughs) She's going to get tired. But if he just like never said anything and then just never spoke to her again and then what? Like saw her on the app. Like that was the other thing. That guy that ghosted me, I opened Hinge and he's on it. He was like Uh one of the first people to show up. And then he fucking, I looked on my friends and he blocked me on Hinge. So it's like you're already in a situation where you're like hiding from somebody. Yeah. As opposed to just you could be like, hey, I'm not interested. Mm, it's clear not communication. Out. Yeah. Right. Is what we is have what been learning. Like. Yeah. The the verdict on Lewis was like that. He, it was just life. Life. Well, happened. here's the thing. Okay, and I would like a world historical event. I would like. Okay, I have a I have a thing to pitch to you guys. Is okay. Lewis dead or alive? Oh. <laughs> I think Lewis is alive. I think he's alive. I yeah. think he uh, grew up. I think yeah. the the reach out on Facebook was nice to have that we yeah. go through as we age and people are like reconnecting. I think you're yeah. lucky you got that. Yeah. He's probably has a family and yeah. moved on. And it's like kind of not cool mm-hmm. when you're married to be messaging people yeah. you used to date. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> I don't know if I believe I he ever I understand that married, position a lot. <laughs> yeah. I can see you're like, I, I don't know if he'd ever, because he sounded pretty wild. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he had a kid with somebody, and I don't think they ever got married. Yeah. yeah. Might be settled in some other, whatever, however that looks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's hope. I think he's yeah. alive. You think he's alive? I think, I think he's, he's alive. alive. Yeah. I think he got a Facebook Maybe got in trouble. <laughs> hmm, Ooh, theory's yeah. different. Because yeah. <laughs> it sounds like uh, it was a fast and loose rules growing up. So I imagine <laughs> that's hard to uh, change into adulthood. <laughs> you already established that's what's okay. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, I think the verdict on this other person, uh, and I think it, I'm glad you told both stories because, mm-hmm. like, they. I think it's. It's interesting, like, you started dating in your life. It's like, it's all okay. You know, mm-hmm. we're just going to keep moving. And now you're, like, now I have no realizing <laughs> what well, you're narrowing what you want more. Like, you're becoming more clear. What is What that is for you is more clear. And right now you're in a frustrating stage. But I think that person who ghosted you, um, like, you gave them the out. And they were like, no, no, no. And then they were like, let's keep playing this play, this little charade, for a few more weeks until I decide not to. That sucks. I can't think of like a word for it, like what that behavior is. Mani- not manipulative. Not manipulative, but it this wishy-washy like, perf- performative performative uh, good it guy. Is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because you, like, gave the out so many times, and he just, like, didn't want to admit in person, like, yeah, this is the last time. Or over text. Yeah. That's why I think the, what we, we collectively need to figure out is we say we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. So we don't say, I just don't want to see you anymore. Yeah. But ultimately, that comes back because you don't want to hurt their feelings because you don't want to be a bad person. It is ultimately a selfish act. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's yeah. figure that out, everybody. We have and no other things to figure at. out. Yeah. No other problems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder, you're like, this is the last time I'm going to see you. I wonder if you should start saying like, hey, if you don't want to hit me up, that's fine. Like, or I I'm don't know. I'm not going to, I'm just never going to try. I'm just going to start. <laughs> my plan was actually to just start gambling more. <laughs> no. I like that better. I like the idea of you uh, of, you know, still just, I feel like you're figuring, I feel like you're figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, here's the thing. I may never have a relationship again mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I really do. Like, I think you being honest with yourself like that is okay. I have a friend who says that too about himself. And when he talks about himself, I can kind of understand it. Like he just is, he's like, I've done it. I've decided what I want. And I, if that's what you want, I think that's okay. As long as you're like, being honest with yourself about like what you want. I think we should do unfinished business. Yes. Okay. Okay. What? So this is unfinished business. You're talking to your ghost. You get, since you've told both stories pretty, pretty well and pretty efficiently, Yeah. <laughs> you can tell, you can say first to Lewis, if you have anything left to say to Lewis. Uh, you still owe me a kid. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I'll take it. <laughs> and the other guy, please don't ever give me a kid. <laughs> That's really good. Um, uh, that is, no one has copied that unfinished. Yeah. <laughs> I think we. Yeah, that might wrap it up. Caitlin, yeah. where should people find you? Uh, on Twitter at Jeffernaut on Instagram. She's blown up on Twitter. Yeah. Blown up on Twitter. I went viral once. Yeah. Talking Mm -hmm. about an abortion that I had. Abortion. (laughs) We just did our special abortion story episode. Oh yeah. That guy that got me pregnant. Never saw him again. Never Mm. saw him again. Except I think I did see him in 2016 at some like thing in Brooklyn. You're like him trying to break into the White House. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I saw him (laughs) scaling the wall. (laughs) So Jeff or not on Twitter. Underscore Caitlin Jeffers at Instagram. Mm. Uh, Rutherford Falls drops. June 16th. June 16th. So follow Caitlin those places. And thanks so much for being on. Thank Thank you, you. Caitlin. Thanks so much for listening to Kadi Asad Ghost Detective. You can follow us on Instagram at Kadi Asad Ghost Detective. You should follow Caitlin and Kadi. You can also support Kadi and I making the show at our Patreon, patreon.com slash Kadi Asad. Thanks so much for listening.